you know, I like to focus on some of the interesting holidays that uh, we celebrate on each day. Today is World Animal Day, and I thought this was pretty cool. Dave, our technical producer, just asked me, hey, have you seen that Airbnb animal experiences category that they're adding? And this is an interesting category. If you go into Airbnb, you not only look at properties, but sometimes they suggest experiences. And like uh, going out and dining with locals or, you know, trips that you can take excursions. Well, now they have a category that is the Airbnb animal experiences category. So you can connect with, you know, travelers with animals in the area that they're traveling to, you know, in a safe and friendly, fun environment. Now, this is not about riding elephants. Because that's the first thing that I think your brain would go to. Like, oh, you're going to go to see the baboons at a sanctuary or ride elephants. This is like a interactive experiences, like having tea with naughty sheep, paddle boarding with corgis, and if you're seeking more adventure, hiking with rescue dogs. It's part of the new experience. There's no doubt about it. We love animals. We love our pets. Sometimes it's hard to resist their big eyes when you're eating something. You know it's not good for them. You know they have their own food, but you just have to drop the hand down when nobody's looking and give them their fair share. I have a problem with leaving my dog with my parents because my mother used to make three pieces of toast in the morning, and I would say, why three? And she would say, well, two for me, one for the dog. And I'm like, the dog eats dog food. Well, not here. I lost that battle. Dr. Jennifer Adolph uh, can relate to this. She is not only a nutritionist, but she also holds a PhD in companion animal nutrition. I did not know there was such a thing. You're a nutrition manager at Pet Curian, a Canadian pet food maker. Um, And I just want to get down to the nitty gritty of how big our pets are becoming. I mean, we've got obese animals, right? Yes, we absolutely do. Depending on which statistics you look at, about 50% of our pets are overweight. And keeping our pets lean is one of the best things we can do for their health. Yeah, what kind of problems can arise? I mean, we love our animals and we think, oh, it's just, yeah, they're a bit chubby. But what kind of problems can arise from having an overweight pet? There are lots of health issues that can develop as a result of being overweight for dogs and cats, including osteoarthritis kidney disease, pancreatitis, respiratory issues. And we have known for a while that obesity can actually decrease their lifespan. A study in dogs showed that just being slightly overweight reduced the lifespan of dogs by about two years. Wow. Can we, uh, can animals get diabetes? Yes, they absolutely can get diabetes. In dogs, they get a diabetes more similar to type 1 diabetes in humans, and cats get a form of diabetes similar to type 2 diabetes in humans. So it's very closely linked with obesity, particularly in cats. We've heard a lot about uh, problems with grain-free food lately. What should our dogs be eating? Yeah, so you're probably referring to a recent report from the FDA in the U.S., and there there really isn't a confirmed association yet with grain-free diets. And so um, the the number of pets that have been affected by this is, is still very, very small, and it seems to really be um, an association with, with genetics. The, the dogs that have been reported are mostly 
uh, breeds that are genetically predisposed. So it's something to to definitely speak with your vet about. But it's important to remember that when when pet food companies create a food, the the most important thing that we consider are the nutrient content of the food, not the not the ingredients per se. The ingredients are the vehicle to provide the nutrients. But there's lots of different combinations that you can use for ingredients to create a well-balanced, um, nutrient-complete food. All right. Let's talk about people that are going overboard because they call them their fur babies. Some people I know are either giving their dogs raw food or they're cooking human food uh, for their dogs. Like they're not necessarily, you know, casseroles and things, but they're, you know, making uh, meat dishes for their dogs. What should your dog be eating? There isn't one best food for, for every pet. So when you're thinking about what food to feed your pet, uh, think about who, who formulated that food, what are their qualifications, what are the um, quality assurance um, certifications of the company that's making your food. But what if it's and, me? Uh, what if I'm frying up the meat? <laughs> Well, what are your qualifications? <laughs> um, so something, two, two concerns I have with, with raw or home-cooked foods are, um, one, with raw, there's the, the potential risk of pathogens, pathogenic bacteria that are not um, killed by a cooking process. So that's one concern. And then the second concern is that there could be the potential for a nutrient inadequacy or deficiency. And so pets are not just little people. They have particular nutrient requirements. And so we need to make sure that they're eating a complete and balanced food and getting all of the nutrition that they need. You know, you look at little pictures of cats drinking saucers of milk and they're adorable and they're cute and they're in kids' books. Is it true that cats can't handle lactose? They're they're not terrific at handling lactose. Um, they can have small amounts, but really to meet their hydration needs, cats just need good old water. I was reading a little bit about um, food allergy symptoms in pets, and alarm bells started to go off in my mind because my sweet border collie has, you know, every once in a while we'll cough or sneeze and I'll keep an eye on it and I'll say, well, if it continues for a couple of days, then we'll go to the vets. Uh, however, he's also been quite itchy lately. And I thought that sounds like an allergy. That could be an allergy to food. Is that correct? It's potential that it is an allergy to food, but it's probably more likely to be an environmental allergy to pollen or grass. Um, unfortunately, food, adverse food reactions, the symptoms mimic those of environmental allergies. So it's really hard to pinpoint what the cause is. But environmental allergies and flea bite allergies are actually more common than food allergies. No, 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 I don't have fleas in my house. (laughs) We all deny that. (laughs) No, I really don't have fleas in my house because I've got my dog on the the flea medication. Perfect. All right. But um, let's, enough about my house and my flea. Flea problem that does not exist. I'm already itchy thinking about anything like that happening. Um, let's get down to the nitty gritty. You've got a pet. It's a cat or a dog. It's overweight. It's obvious it's overweight. What do you do? So the first thing is if you have identified for sure that it's overweight and the way that I want right now, I want everybody to feel their pets and see if they can feel their pets ribs and you should be able to very easily feel your pets ribs if you can't then yes they are 
uh, definitely overweight. So figure out your pet's weight, figure out how much food you're actually feeding your pet every day, start weighing your pet's food, and then start slowly decreasing the amount that you feed. If you need a specific weight loss food, there are some excellent ones available. We have our own now fresh senior foods, which are suitable for overweight adult animals, and they're lower in fat and a little bit higher in fiber to have a lower energy content and that can and as you slowly decrease their food you want to have about a one to two percent body weight loss per week your vet can absolutely help you with this vets have a hard time speaking to their clients about their pet being overweight because it's a bit of a sensitive topic but Mm -hmm. if you come to your vet and say hey i think my pet's overweight i want them to be healthy they will definitely help you create a weight loss plan. i suppose a good ingredient as well to that weight loss program for both you and your pet are getting out and moving absolutely it's great for your health of your pet and for yourself my own dogs are my workout buddies yeah for sure listen this is why i have a border collie keeps you busy I have three Australian Shepherds, so All right. I can relate. You know what I'm talking about. It's 10.55. I want to thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Dr. Adolph. Thank you. And happy World Animal Day. Happy World Animal Day.